1: A former four-season chef opens his own business during the pandemic, selling homemade hot sauces and condiments.
2: My main products is ExoSauce, a Chinese condiment that's made of dried seafood, uh, cooked down with chilies, ginger, garlic, shallots.
1: This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia.
0: That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was
1: really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets with Jacob Trin, former chef at Vernick Fish at the Four Seasons, who is no longer the chef there because of COVID. But since COVID, you've started your own business, right?
2: Yes. Um, I started a small batch food product business, um, Trin Eats. Uh, my main products is Exo sauce, a Chinese condiment that's made of dried seafood, uh, cooked down with chilies, ginger, garlic, shallots, all in oil. And I make uh, fermented hot sauces.
1: So how did you first realize like oh i gotta i gotta get this together i'm assuming this is all
2: covid related um for the most part i've been actually thinking about this idea for a while and i've been you know playing around with the recipes and everything covid was just a launch point for me almost like a you know kick in the butt to get it start getting it rolling
1: so, where do you cook? What do you do? And it's small batches, right?
2: Yeah, it's small batches. Uh, I was starting to, I was starting to uh, cook at home, but I started moving in the city at a friend's restaurant. So,
1: using that like a commissary space.
2: Yeah, almost like a commissary space. You know, make sure it's licensed. Everything is inspected and all. I'm um, getting my product inspected potentially at Drexel Food Lab, and my main goals is to get this product into the farmers market by 2021. Nice. So, how is it going for you? It's going really well. It is interesting nowadays. Everything's all online. Um, I'm going through forms. I'm going through Facebook groups, just Instagram as well, to get customers and everything. But I, I'm trying to build a, a brand for myself. Uh, that way, it's more you know recognizable, and eventually, people will start coming to me.
1: So, are you getting traction? Are you gaining traction?
2: Yeah, I was very surprised at how many people did not know what ExoSauce is, but was eager to try it. Um, so I think for the most part, it's been getting a lot of traction just based on curiosity alone. Okay, so explain. What is ExoSauce? So ExoSauce is uh, a classic Chinese condiment that originated from Hong Kong. It's made of dried seafood, primarily scallop, shrimp, and crab, cooked down in ginger, garlic, shallots, and oil and chilies it's used as a table condiment i use it in barbecue sauces marinades lemon mayo recently i had a topping with a congee which is a you know asian porridge
1: so this is you could like cook you know chicken and meats with it.
2: yeah i cook chicken meat seafood stir fries it's perfect on veggies you could throw a spoonful into a hot pan throw your veggies in there and it could be a meal in itself
1: and then you also have a hot sauce
2: yeah, I have a fermented hot sauce. I usually ferment for about two to three weeks. I don't have a specific flavor right now. I've been just selling small batches of whatever flavor I could think of.
1: Okay, so this hot sauce being a live fermentation, what does that mean? How is it different than from other hot sauces?
2: So unlike uh, hot sauces from the supermarket, this hot sauce is live fermented. So, you know, when you purchase the bottle, it's still fermenting even if you refrigerate it, because it slows down. So it's important that you keep it, you know, refrigerated, because if it's left out or if it's, like, room temperature, it has the opportunity to keep growing or keep fermenting, which builds up, like, pressure. So you don't want a big splash uh, when you open the bottle. So wait, if you leave it out, then it'll keep growing? Well, fermenting, yeah. The, keep aging.
1: It'll keep aging, and then it'll just kind of... The bottle will explode on you if you leave it, if you uh, leave it out long enough? It's
2: almost like a soda bottle. You know, when you open it, and it, like, psss, So it's the same concept. So if that ever happens, you just open the lid just a little bit. Let some of that air out before you open it all the way.
1: I've never heard of that happening to a hot sauce.
2: That's because most hot sauces aren't fermented. So when you ferment the hot sauces, it gives this almost like kind of funky flair to it. There's no vinegar in my hot sauces. The vinegar flavor from the hot sauce is all through lactic acid fermentation, which turns the sugars of whatever is in the hot sauce into lactic acid.
1: So you're also like a chemist. I mean, I feel uh, like cooks are also chemists.
2: Yeah, basically. Uh, a little food scientist, I guess.
1: So it's basically your XO sauce and your hot sauce.
2: Yes, that's correct.
1: And how many? How much do you sell right
2: now? Um, I usually make a batch of 50 or so exo sauces and they sell out every week yeah. and for the hot sauces they're usually like 20 or 30 of each sauce and they sell out as well that's great thank you does it help that you are a former four season chef um i actually don't advertise that too much because i want my popularity to be my own i guess you want the sauces to speak for themselves exactly and do they uh yes <laughs> i've i've had a lot of uh, really good reveals and i was ecstatic at how many people liked it. So I think I'm, I'm heading towards the right path.
1: So what's the next step for you? I mean, is COVID like a blessing for you that you're like starting your own
2: business now? Yeah, more or less. Um, a lot of people are cooking at home. So this definitely gave me the market to sell the product. My next steps are to perfect the recipes, maybe make a signature hot sauce. And the main thing is to get into farmer's markets. That way I have a established location.
1: Are you concerned at all with covid if there will be farmers markets
2: i am concerned as long as everybody does their part you know wear a mask keep social distancing um hopefully everything will be back to normal in the next several months but i am a little nervous but i think if the farmers market doesn't work out i always have drop-offs and people coming to me for the sauces as well
1: would you ever consider trying to get into supermarkets
2: uh yeah i would love to get into whole foods trader joe's any of those like specialty gourmet stores
1: Have you reached out at all?
2: Uh, Not yet. I want to build the attraction first before sending my name out.
1: All right. Well, if you're listening, hey. So how
2: can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow my Instagram at eats T-R-I-N-H-E-A-T-S-S. I also have an email, Jacob at com with one S.
1: Do you have a website for the
2: sauces? I have a website, but it's not for the sauce. It's more like a blog website. I'm expanding it again. Uh, I started it back in college, but uh, I took a little hiatus because I moved back to, you know, Philadelphia from Rhode Island where I went to school at Johnson and Wales. Nice. But uh, that's starting to come back up, and eventually I'll get, like, an e-shop on there.
1: So are people ordering through Instagram?
2: Yeah, a lot of people are ordering through Instagram. Uh, They usually send me money first through Venmo Cash App, and then they just come and pick them up. And I offer um, deliveries inside the city, um, which can be found on Instagram. So
1: this is a nice little business that you've
2: started. Yeah, thank you.
1: (laughs) Is it enough? Are you, like, making enough? Like, is it
2: comparable with your chef's salary? Uh, No, not at all, but eventually I think it has the potential to be. What's your feeling? I'm excited. I actually left the Four Seasons because I kind of felt burnt out. Not their fault. It was more like I was just overworking myself as well as moving into a new house. So I took a step back from cooking and then this kind of reignited that flame.
1: Yeah. So how has your life changed? You know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, like have you, are you not working the crazy chef hours anymore?
2: i'm not working the crazy chef hours um but it definitely has affected my personal life but i'm sure it's affected everybody
1: in a negative way uh in a positive yeah way?
2: It, it's a little bittersweet way you know we all have the the struggles of like staying at home and everything i um, getting bored but then again it's like i had the time to create this idea start a business plan reach out to people i'm actually working with a Temple Small Business Development Center, and um, they're helping me go through the process of legal stuff and you know creating a business plan, start finding funding if I ever do need it.
1: What have you learned about starting a small business from your kitchen?
2: Actually, most of it I knew for the most part because of all the classes at Johnson Wales that I've taken. Um, now it's just actually taking the steps to do them. Um, over again but with realistic numbers and everything
1: so it's a, it's a lot of math it's a lot of accounting
2: yeah a lot of accounting um i actually find it fun i love costing out recipes um tweaking it to make sure everything tastes right whether or not you're making a big or small batch as well as keeping the cost you know the same
1: what, what's been like the most difficult part about
2: starting off Trinite? the most difficult part would probably be keeping a consistent buying base but over time I'm sure that will change as, you know, I become more uh, known.
1: I'm sure you want people to kind of make this a staple of their food.
2: Of course, yeah. (laughs) Is there an option to do like a recurring order? Uh, I haven't thought about that. However, um, usually they're only in four-ounce jars and it is pretty strong. So after two or so weeks, um, I have a lot of reoccurring clients who come back, ask for more sauce, grab some for friends. Uh, It's a perfect size to share.
1: What else do you want to tell people about what you can cook with this?
2: So far, I've cooked, you know, skewers. I've made congees. Use it as a condiment over, you know, rice, noodles, uh, stir fries, and yeah, barbecue sauces. I, I love barbecue, so I usually season the meat with it about a tablespoon per pound, and then uh, in a pot, throw some brown sugar, some mirin, a little bit of rice vinegar, and a spoonful of the exo sauce. Bring it to a boil, and then. Use that as barbecue sauce. And then throw some hot sauce on top afterwards? (laughs) If you want, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Is that what you do? Well, what do you do? I actually...
2: It's surprising because I don't eat spicy. Um, I've only recently started eating spicy. So it's really funny that I'm making, like, these hot sauces and selling them despite being... You know very weak to spice i guess (laughs) so what got you into this it's just a recipe that i've been working on and i really like funky things so the whole fermentation was really fun for me i'm actually making misos as well but that's like a longer process eventually i hope to get that on the market as well what's been the most rewarding part about starting your business Um, making money just based on product that people really enjoy.
1: And what are your hours like? I mean, I'm sure chef hours are crazy. Home entrepreneur hours are what?
2: So basically I work at my family's auto tag shop. And afterwards I just hop on the computer, type some numbers, cook some recipes, um, uh, all day kind of thing.
1: Wait, so most of your day is not in the kitchen?
2: Uh, no, not as of right now because of COVID.
1: Yeah. So what, what does your day look like?
2: Um, So nine to five, I work at my family's auto tag shop in Southwest Philly, uh, Global Auto Tags. Actually, I sell that the product there as well. And then when I come home, you know, I start cooking um, either dinner or for myself or for clients and stuff.
1: How much time do you cook a day?
2: I'd say about two to three hours a day. Before I went back to work, it was like all day I was cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and like just snapping pictures, uh, trying to make videos and stuff.
1: Alright, so once again tell people your Instagram account.
2: Okay, my Instagram is Trin Eats T-R-I-N-H E A T S S. Two S's uh, two s's Your
1: label says is one S. Yeah.
2: It's because someone has the Trin Eats account, but it's like inactive. So I'm actually trying to get that account back.
1: Where do you see yourself
2: at this point next year? Uh hopefully outside in the market, um, selling the product, making food. Um, I've Started testing recipes and stuff for a a sample menu. Get into the farmer's market.
1: Do you ever see yourself going back to the restaurants?
2: Of course. uh, (laughs) I'm I'm young, so I have a lot to learn still. And I want to get back into it get back into management positions uh before i start opening up my own restaurants
1: so if people want to get in touch with you they want to try out your sauces where can they find you and find your product
2: uh you could find it all on instagram or you could contact me through my email at jacob at T R I N H E A T S dot com.
1: all right jacob thank you so much and good luck with your with your business thank you That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadass Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadass Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking.